Welcome to the Dancers with Degrees podcast by the Guidance Network, where we help you navigate your way to a college degree in dance. Visit theguidancenetwork.org to join our community of parents, students, and professionals empowering dancers to become their best selves. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Dancers with Degrees by the Guidance Network. I'm here with Kat Coliandro. She is a native of Texas, a graduate of SUNY Purchase, and a bi-coastal dancer and choreographer currently living and working in New York and L.A. So I'm super stoked to be here today with oh, you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about all this stuff for the kids, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Kat and I met a bunch of years ago when we first graduated college. We were working in the same dance company in New York, and uh, our journeys definitely brought us to different places. Sure. But um, funny, we both ended up here in LA. Yeah, what are the chances? Yeah. yeah so. Um, so we're here today to talk about Kat's journey through the dance world and uh, specifically through college and how she got Ooh. here today. Yes. So, um, Kat, do you want to tell us maybe a little bit about? your training in Texas and kind of sure. your decision about why you were going to be a dancer. Sure, sure. I, um, well, I trained in a competition studio in Texas, in Kingwood, and in my studio there was also a pre-professional ballet studio, so I trained in the competition world, and then I did a ton of ballet, which was, um, later I realized kind of the best thing I could have done. I was taking ballet six to seven times a week, so, um, after, you know, when I turned 18, I was going to convention still, and I remember Joe Lanteri, like, talking about college and talking about what's after this and what to do now, and he really inspired me to want to dance after, you know, high school. So my parents were really um, supportive, and we were researching colleges, and I remember um, Joe Salige, is that his last name? From, he's he was in Houston Met, he was in Houston, and he, like, Oh, yeah. Saw my Mar and Marlena. Oh, I love Marlena. Yes, she's amazing. They like told my parents, my mom. They're like, you know, you should really look into SUNY Purchase, and we did. And um, yeah, did you apply anywhere else or just SUNY Purchase? I did. I applied to um, Arizona, and I didn't get into the dance program, which I later realized was the way it was supposed to be. I went yeah. to Austin. My parents were like, you know, in case you want to stay in state, and um, got into UT, and I was like, you know, I have to be in New York. There's just yeah. something about it. And Purchase was the only dance program I got into. Hmm. So. Interesting. I guess that made my choices easier at that point. Very stressful, but definitely much easier, so. But it's an amazing school. It's incredible. I mean, it was really hard for me. It was really hard for me. I was, I came from the studio where I was kind of, you know, like, I was, I grew up there and I was one of the top dancers at my studio and then yeah. I went to college and I was like, I'm the best and everyone's like, you're not the best. <laughs> everyone's uh, the best, everyone's right? The best. Yeah. Everyone came from their small fish tanks into this huge ocean and that was a huge wake up call for me and that was also the hardest part for me because I wasn't, you know, like told how good I was. It was, you know, we got beaten up a little bit, which you need. Yeah, because I mean... Once you graduate, that's kind of the world, right? Kind of yeah, they're really <laughs> yeah. preparing you. I mean, it was a really difficult experience for me. I really had to learn how to be not not only just a better dancer, but just a better person dancer. Mm -hmm. Like how to get along with people and 
how to talk to people and not just say what comes out of my mouth right away, like to think for a second and then speak. And um, I learned in college that, you know, it's not about how great of a dancer you are. It's how great of a businesswoman you are, too, at the end of the day, too. Yeah, because so, you are your own business. You really are. I mean, people make such quick opinions based on what they experience from you firsthand. Do you know what I mean? Right away, too. Like, you can introduce yourself in one second and someone already knows what yeah. they're going to kind of get out of you, you know? Which is so silly because... Well, I mean, don't judge a book by its cover, always is said, but, like, somebody can be completely different from the way that they put themselves off to you in the very beginning and in the dance world. You got to make sure that you put yourself out there in a great light because you got that one chance, you especially really in an audition setting or anything It's hard like to that change, too. too. Yeah. And, like, thank goodness I would say this to my kids, too, in New York. Like, thank goodness I had that four years to kind of make mistakes that weren't really going to... Um, stifle me for the rest of my career. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was mistakes that it's like, oh, you're forgiven. You're in yeah. college. You're stupid. Like, you don't really know <laughs> what you're supposed to do yet. And yeah. then in the dance world, like, that's why I always say, like, go to college first because in the dance world, if I made the same mistakes I made in the college world, I don't think I'd be where I am today. Yeah, you know I mean? people would have made you. Would, they would have said, okay, no, we're not working with you. Right? They throw their hands up because there's plenty yeah. of people. Yeah, everyone. There's someone right there. Oh, always. Yeah. Well, is there like a defining moment where you were like, okay, I have to dance. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, and that's where I'm at. I think I think there was. I mean, through college, wasn't really sure, and then I guess something clicked my junior year, senior year. I worked with um, Sidra Bell, and I was tired of not getting picked for things, and she picked me to work for her for one of these projects in, in school, and it was literally life-changing for me. I um, learned so much from her and it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, I can really do this for the rest of my life. And I had a lot of moments like that, a lot of really inspiring. Um, Greg Zobashin was really huge for me in college. He graduated right as I was coming in, but my best friend in college danced for him all the way through. So I was such a huge, still am uh, a fan of his work. And he really inspired me to kind of push, push the boundary of you know, labeling yourself as an underdog, like, doesn't really matter if you feel overlooked. It's what you put in that can, like, make yeah. your success. And Like, you can you can make your own way. I always tell my students that, too. It's like, when I was in school, I felt the same way. I Everyone, the same people are getting picked to do the pieces mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And there's 300 dance majors, and mm -hmm. the same nine people are dancing in every mm -hmm. show. And what I did was I, like, started my own company, and I produced shows so that People could dance more. You make like, your own work. Yeah, you make your own work. Because it feels like that here, too. I mean, especially moving from New York to L.A., like, I, f I feel like I look around, it's the same people working, like, the same people mm -hmm. booking jobs, and um, it it's hard to break into that. It's hard to really get your foot in the door and, and, and get someone to give you the chance. It's all about that one chance to, like, prove yourself, yeah. and it's really hard to get that. So what, what was yours though? Because you're like, oh my gosh, you're like doing it. You're here. You were teaching at BDC. You're teaching oh at the Edge and I'm doing ML. Something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I've just been like, I've been hustling since the day I graduated from school. I um, my definitely that chance after school when I was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening was when I started working with Sonia Taya. Mm -hmm. I mean, still to this day, that is one of the most magical experiences of my life. I mean, she was. For me, like, the first big, real, not that the choreographers I was working with before weren't big and real, it was, you know, she was on TV, and she was on So You Think, and she's this, like, world-renowned, like, 
well-known choreographer who picked me out of her class, like, of 75 people, one of the chances, and she taught me so much about how to be professional, how to work commercially, and um, she definitely taught me, uh, gave me a thicker skin. She's Mm -hmm. a brilliant woman, tough. Tough, 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 but brilliant and she not in a, a little bit. <laughs> she is. She's really, really tough and not in a way that it's like you go at home and you kind of like mutter under your breath about her. It's like one of those you leave after rehearsal. You're like, I'm so inspired to like work so much harder. And, and she did that. Um, also, Mike Esperanza did that for me, too. He mm-hmm. was we started working together at the same time. Sunny and I did. And he was um, one of the first choreographers that had this like huge goal ahead of him, like he was really on top of what he wanted to do and um, kind of like we were talking about earlier before this interview, like <laughs> he knew how to manage my time wisely and his company time and that was the first time I felt like I was part of something really, really real mm-hmm. and um, really professional and organized. Um, those two moments in particular and then also it all started falling into place when Allie Beach offered me teaching she offered me a job teaching for her kids at Providence Center the um, children teen program Mm -hmm. and she was really the first person at Providence Center who really gave me that chance everyone was like don't do it don't do it she's wild like she's loud she's crazy she has a big mouth and Allie was like I don't know and um, I'm gonna give her a chance and she did and if it wasn't for that teaching opportunity I don't think I would have been able to a teaching opportunity at Broadway Dance Center. Yeah. And then, you know, through that, that's how I met Sonia. And it just kind of all Fell in piled place. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's By chance. Cool. That's usually how it works. Well, you're also, like, a really awesome dancer and oh, hard worker. So not all by chance. Yeah. It's like, it's you get to a point in your life where everyone around you is good. I'm in class <laughs> in LA and every single person is talented. Like, there's yeah. not one bad dancer. And it's... One of the chances, you know, and, and being choreographer, you realize it really has to do with, like, it's an emotional, like, it's a feeling. It's like, like I'm attracted you. to you, yeah. right? I want to work with you, and you're a great dancer, but I don't know, there's something about you that I don't think we're going to work well together. Yeah. That's oh, really interesting. So you're more on the choreography side of things now, too. I you am. just won your second runner-up for we the did. Capizio Ace Awards. Ace Awards. Oh, my gosh. That was so not our place. We went first. I was oh like, wow, gosh. underdogs for the win right now. Like, we had never been at Ace Awards, and congratulations to everyone that was there, because that show was amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, I was looking around, and I'm like, these people have all been here before, and I just couldn't believe that we placed going first. I, I mean, I could. I knew that was our dream, and we, that's what we worked for. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really big, I felt like we won. Yeah. We, we really won that night for something. That was <laughs> well, like, us. What, what was your journey there? Like, how did that come about? And was that how you started your new company? Or, like, what, what was the situation there? Emily Bufford, the queen bee of all queen bees. <laughs> Love you, Boof. She um, brought me back to Young Choreographers Festival as an alumni. Mm-hmm. And from there, Dance Spirit saw my work. And they did the article um the upcoming hot choreographers which was so cool and from there my choreography started um picking up a little more and then i was like you know i really should start putting together this company i have no idea how to do that as far as funding and grant writing and all these things go but the organization of the people has started i'm like starting to um you know try to get my tribe solidified ace awards was amazing i mean we did this piece for carnival and then 
I had to leave for like three weeks before Ace Awards. So I was like, let's just do this piece because we have no time to rehearse. We have three rehearsals. Literally the night before I left for Brazil, one of my dancers texted me. Uh-oh. <laughs> of course. And was like, I can't do it anymore. I was like, oh! Don't so, do that. Don't do that. That's not something you should do to your choreographer. Don't text your choreographer. If you want, if you have, and like, God bless this girl. She's super talented, super amazing, and I wish her the best. It just, um, it was just bad timing, and it was, if you're going to text a choreographer, don't text them, call them, like, let them know, voice to voice, face to face. It's just a more respectful thing. God bless her. I probably scared her, and I don't blame her either, but, um, you know, better opportunities come up, and that's okay. It ended up working out great for us. I hired a new dancer and um, she was great. She's worked with me before and we did a lot of changes, which ended up being great and put the piece on stage first and came out with second runner up. I, I when I, we were in those four rehearsals before the show, <laughs> the goal was definitely to win. I mean, I don't feel bad saying that. I don't feel bad wanting to be a winner. Well, I mean, it's a competition. Yeah. It's like now in the dance world, I feel like it's so like... You know, you don't talk about that. You don't talk about wanting to be a winner. Everyone wants to be the best, but no one talks about it. Yeah. And I'm competing against half my friends in the Ace Awards. You know what I mean? Like, how can I compete with Teddy Ted Holm and Juliet Irons? Like, our art is incomparable. Do you uh -huh. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so different. How do you give an artist an award? So, um, I definitely said, get in this, get in this competition and let's do our best and put in the best work and, you know, let's walk out with placing. We have to. And we did. I, yeah, I, that was what I wanted, though. So, can you touch a little bit upon the competitiveness of that, and versus like being in the concert dance world, and how is this different, or is it the same, or how do you feel about that? I feel like it's all the same. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I felt like um, Ace Awards definitely felt like a competition, and it was such a range of choreographers and performers and students versus professionals, and mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it was such like a wide range of artistry, I yeah. guess you could say. Uh -huh. It felt a little bit, it definitely felt like competition. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt like a dance competition a little bit, and then it kind of felt like, I don't know, I didn't really know how to feel. I mean, the talent was unbelievable, but as far as that versus the concert world or the, or the you know, commercial world, I think it's all competitive, just it's not as, um, oh, I'm making a gesture. It's not as like... <laughs> As oh, chest to chest, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. fighting it off, it's it's a little more... I mean, the concert dance world, there's... What work are we competing for at this point? And to perform at Dixon yeah. Place? I mean, you know what I mean? It's... The, the, five, dollar, the five dollars grants that we're going to get from the government. Exactly. I mean, Jackie just yeah. did a show at El Portal, and Jackie Royal is one of the first... If the first... She's the first person I worked with in L.A. where I was like, oh, yes, like, here's a dance company. I'm obsessed with this woman. I'm obsessed with her choreography. And she did a show at El Portal, and the amount of money it costs just to rent mm -hmm. a place, and then, like, you have to sell your tickets for $35, Yeah, it's like... You know, you were in my show in April. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard to produce a show. It's competitive, and it's... But it's like, what are we doing? What's the end goal here? Are we just going to do shows for the rest of our lives? Like, yeah. where are we going as concert dancers, and, and where's the competition? You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. Any... And just, like... Yeah, exactly. What's the end goal? What's like, the end goal? Like, is the end goal to have 70 million, 70 million, like 70,000 people in your audience True. or whatever? Because, I, yeah. I mean, that's definitely, you can't put 70,000 people in a concert. Right. Like. Right. I mean, to that's get, the dream. Yeah. Look at everyone shutting down and 
companies not getting the funding that they deserve and Cedar Lake closing yeah. is one of the saddest things. It really is because it's great work that no one's ever going to get to. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I did enjoy the competitive atmosphere though. ASORS, I mean, I'm, I'm competitive. I always have, yeah. I was an athlete my whole life. I played sports. So, yeah. um, my friend and I always talk about that. Like it's, it can be a little bit competitive. Like I'm pushing you to, to be better too, you know, rather than like, I'm the best. It's like, well, let's just challenge each other to make our best work rather yeah. than like, be better than each other. Let's yeah, just, be your best self. Be your best self. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's Asaurus awesome. Was a trip. It was crazy. So, was so what's the next thing for catastrophe? Oh my gosh. We're doing carnival on Monday. Awesome. I have 18 collaborators because it's very improv based. Um, mm -hmm. Guy did a lot of improv, so I hate to say that it's my piece because all 18 of them have definitely put in a huge amount of their own work. Um, so we're doing that on Monday. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to shoot some videos because that's like the thing to do now. You know, if you're not shooting videos, who are you? <laughs> I spoke to this agent and he was like, you have nothing to show. What? <laughs> so what am I going to, what do I do? Like, what do I, yeah. I was like, you could come to a show, like a live one, but that's not as the way it, it doesn't feel like it's the way that it is anymore. So I want to make some videos and then, um, I'm doing my traveling right now, but then come January, I want to start making our show for the Ace Awards. Yeah. That's going to be in July. <sighs> I think so. I think so. That's pretty exciting. Stress. Bring it on. Bring on the sleepless nights. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And there's going to be so many people seeing your work. So it's going to be, what a fantastic opportunity for young choreographers to, and all the winners this year are are really, really special and different. So, I mean, Andrew Winghart's one of my favorite choreographers yeah. around right now. So I can't wait to see everybody else's work. And again, be challenged to put my best work up because yeah. it's not about who wins or loses, but you know, you want to put up your best stuff. You want people to remember you. Yeah. That's life. Totally. <laughs> um, so going back, you were talking a little bit before about your, uh, the people that inspire you and influence you now is there like one person from your purchase career besides uh like outside people who came in mm -hmm. to uh like Sidra Bell you were saying you know mm -hmm. um is there somebody from purchase that was like a big influence on you or inspired you um my gram teacher mm -hmm. Stephanie Tuman scared the living you know what out of me <laughs> and because of that she um she taught me how to train in fear a little bit, which I like to use as a teacher. She was um, definitely my favorite teacher. She pushed me the most and taught me how to stand up to being scared and to just push past it. She was a very intimidating woman. Um, she changed my life and she really like, by the end of my senior year, was doing the like, chin up, chin up, you know, like <laughs> yeah. push through, push through. And um, she really helped me get through college. We didn't get along very well at first, but <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> Her and my comp teacher, Roz Newman, who also, um, that's my tap dancing neighbors. <laughs> I like to tap dance. Um, my comp teacher, Roz Newman, mm -hmm. phenomenal woman. Like, we would fight every day. And I think fighting with someone is what makes you better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it opens your eyes, for sure. It does. Ch it challenges you to think, and it challenges you to learn how to stand up for yourself. So... She, more than anyone, I appreciate it because she was, I mean, she taught me how to be a choreographer. She taught me how to yeah. fight for my work and how to um, challenge, she challenged my work, which I loved. So the yeah. two of them um, in particular were really, really, I mean, all my teachers were great. 
They were mm-hmm. really, really great. They, um, they knew I was a tough kid. They knew I was <laughs> tough, but they all had faith in me and pushed me to be my best. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, so as a choreographer now, mm-hmm. um, what's like your biggest choreographic choreographic yeah, choreographic belief? <laughs> <laughs> My biggest belief as far as what? As far as just like something that you would tell a young choreographer about choreography or um, your process or something like that. Make work that is true to you. I feel like we live in a time where imitation is the is the greatest what is it greatest form of flattery? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and I feel like because um, dance is so about what's it just feels like dance is kind of like what's what's the coolest new thing right now? Mm-hmm. What's so cool? What's it's like you look in this direction, everyone's moving with claw hands, and then you look in this <laughs> direction, everyone's hitting every beat, and then you look in this direction, and everyone's moving like this and like over here, and it's. Um, I feel like as young choreographers, we were scared to be, uh, unique because we feel like it's not the way to be, like you have to fit in. But I always tell like my students, like, what's the point of fitting in? Like no one's ever going to notice you. And Mm -hmm. it's not about dancing to be noticed, but when you're creating your own work, it's yours. Like what an exciting time to speak your language loud and clear. So, um, that's my biggest challenge as a choreographer is creating work that's original. I'm yeah. trained by such brilliant choreographers and teachers. And, you know, I, it's funny watching how my work has evolved because you, you can tell when I was working with Sonia and you can tell when I was working with Mike. And now, like, you can tell when I was working with this person and, like... But do you have, like, a, a mesh now that's, like, cat? I'm trying. I think I do. It feels pretty pretty true to me and... Um, more so than any, any time in my life, I feel the most, um, true to myself right now. I really do. I feel like I finally can touch on, um, what's inspired me to move in the way that I move naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, the pushing of Sonia and then the pushing of like Erica Sobel, like those two different worlds combining in my body. And it's like they accessed parts of me that, um, I didn't know how to use so I could make it my own and um, create my own my own style. Yeah, your C- own voice. My own cat temporary style. <laughs> you always <laughs> come up with the is. best words. I know, it's the cat. It's the cat. <laughs> it's very easy to use with cat. It really, yeah, we could really, really take it with the cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so a uh, couple more questions for you. I feel like I hope I'm answering these questions oh, fully. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little lost in my train of thought. No, it's okay. Oh, Everyone wants to hear what you have to say. Oh, brain. Oh, thanks. Um, okay. So, if you were standing in an empty room and you knocked on the door and you opened the door and 18-year-old Kat was sitting on the couch. Oh, gosh. What would you say to her? The first thing I would do is I would slap her across the face. <laughs> wake up, girl. Wake up. Um... I would tell her the same thing I tell myself every day. <laughs> Just don't give up. Don't give up. Um, I wasn't as bad of a kid as I make myself. I mean, I'm the same that I am now. I just I had less of a filter when I was 18. Um, just patience. Patience, understanding, and compassion. That's what I would have um, told myself to have more compassion and more patience and more understanding. Because, you know, like... Those are the, the, the it, 
as I was getting older, especially when I was 18 to 22, like the amount of comparing myself to other people that I did was mm -hmm. so um, self-deprecating. It like it ruined my day. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. looking around at my friends like, well, I'm not doing that. Well, I'm not working for her. Well, I'm not booking this and I'm not doing that even up until the age of 24. And I had to realize that like my path is my own and the more I try to look at everybody else's, the less I'm running in a straight line forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not even a straight line forward, but like an upward slant. Like yeah. You just, get distracted. Yeah. Everyone else is like the background noise. You have to make sure that you're paying attention to what you're doing mm -hmm. because otherwise, yeah, everyone else, what you're doing is different from what I'm doing. Like, exactly. like I said earlier, we started out in a similar place. We were working for Emily, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were both working for her and then kind of just went on our different paths and like you're super successful in what you do and I feel like I was successful in what I did and I also think that I had a huge notion of like what I was supposed to do to be successful yeah. and that's something that I would tell my 18 year old self is just stop thinking that being you know in River North or Hubbard Street or Parsons these companies that I just like looked up to like crazy you know mm -hmm. telling myself that that wasn't my form of success or it doesn't have to be your mm -hmm. form of success like <coughs> well success is what you make it yeah I mean success what is success at the end of the day um the guy I've been dating for the last year we just broke up but we're still good friends and he changed my life and he would every day we met right as I was like starting to really like the ball started getting rolling a little more for me and he yeah. was like he would say that to me every day. Success is what you make it. Like, what is your success? What is your definition of success? I'm waking up, you know? <laughs> right. Like, it's like at the end of the day, what you're if you're not doing something you're proud of, then then that's your problem. Mm -hmm. You know, like success is whatever you whatever you make it. I mean, yeah. you could wake up and go to the store every day and come home and feed your baby, and that's success. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's whatever you need it to be. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. It's a hard one. So going on that, what is a, besides that, what is a famous quote that you like to live by? Is there one? Oh, there's a million, I think, of things that pop in my head, but I just sink or swim. You know, <laughs> sink or that swim. is like my favorite. I say it every day to myself. It's sink or swim. You really like, everybody's dog paddling. It's whether you decide to keep your head above the waves or let go because everyone's dealt a card in life do you know everybody mm -hmm. has struggles and maybe my struggles are, are worse than yours in my eyes but who knows like you never know what everybody else is going through and everybody's just trying to be something you know at the end of the day we're all trying to find our success um and I always say that to my kids like either you can fight for it or you can feel bad for yourself and quit you know, everyone yeah. can live their dreams. Exactly. It's just a matter of if you want to fight for them long enough, it's whoever fights the hardest, you know? Yeah. And if you're fighting for the right thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay, so last question. Oh my gosh. Um, so I know we gave 18-year-old Kat some advice, <laughs> but... Uh, She's a lot of things. <laughs> can <laughs> we give uh, young aspiring dancers and or choreographers one piece of advice, too? Learn. 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 <laughs> Everywhere you go, learn and don't stop doing it. 
I take class still every day. Well, I've been injured, so I haven't been, but usually. <laughs> and um, it's so funny taking class with kids because it's just such a different training time mm -hmm. now. I yeah. think because of the cell phones and Instagrams and the Facebooks and, and YouTube and YouTube, it's yeah. like it's it's so given to you. And mm -hmm. I always say like. I wish I could have grown up going to the edge or I yeah. wish I could have grown up when I was 14 going to Broadway Dance Center mm -hmm. and you know these kids don't learn anymore they listen but they don't hear mm -hmm. they see but they don't like look do you know it's yeah. like there's there's a lack of connection and a lack of learning happening and everyone's in this rush to be successful uh -huh. and no one wants to take the time like I sometimes, I don't even sometimes consider myself a choreographer yet because I still feel so young. Like, there's yeah. so many people ahead of me that I have so much to learn from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, each situation is worth learning from. You can take class and it can be the worst class of your life, but you need to learn from that. Like, yeah. what is it about that that can make you a better teacher or a better choreographer? You know, there's this time where, like, young kids are teaching classes. Like, what is an 18-year-old going to teach me? Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. Don't rush, you know, don't, don't be in a hurry to do that. Like take the time and make enjoy your, mis your process. Make your mistakes. Yes. Go to college, make your mistakes. Go to college. <laughs> Go to college. I, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for that. We were talking about this earlier. I think there's a handful of kids that can move to LA and make it. And I think that's it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, take the time, take the time to learn. It's, there's no hurry to being great. I think, uh, being great is something that happens like the day before you die, you know, I want to go <laughs> down in the books. Yeah. I don't want to just like be a YouTube star. I want to like be read about and like researched and understood later. Yeah. You know? exactly. I want to be like a Sheila Barker. Do you know what I mean? Like Sheila, Sheila Barker's not on So You Think You Can Dance, but no. she's one of the best teachers, mentors, humans, artists humans. of our life. Oh my gosh. You know, yes. one of the, she is the master teacher, do you know? Yeah. And, and now we have master teachers that are 18 years old. Master teachers. It's, it's, it's a scary time for dance right now. There's no rush. I don't want to learn from an 18 year old. I don't, I don't because mm -hmm. you can teach me things. What? You can teach me how to turn six times. Cause I don't, I don't know how to do that. But can you? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to have more faith in the world and, and forgive me for sounding like ugh, about that. It's just like a really hard time, I think. And it's, it's especially hard for people. Like we're all working hard. We're all trying to do our best. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's hard to book work right now. If you're not on speed think, or if you're not on this and yeah. if you don't have 50 million followers on your YouTube, you know, I was like <laughs> talking to this guy about working together and he was like, no one knows who you are. Like you don't have that enough followers. What do you mean? No one knows who you are. That's but you know, like, like that's yeah. the, this is the this is the mentality. Like because I don't have sixty five million views on my YouTube channel, like I'm not. A st I'm you know. But that is meaningless, honestly. Like we created we created that meaning we that did. that because you don't have that many followers, or because you didn't you know go on so you think you can dance for a season, and you know people know you your name from there. That doesn't mean anything. I it mean, doesn't. yes, people are great. Like people you see on YouTube could be great. People you see on So You Think You Can Dance could be great. And what else have they done besides post their things on YouTube or, you know, and that was their chance. That was their 
curve in the road that someone set out for them. Like, this is your path and this is your time to be lucky. And like those dancers on that show are so talented and so talented. so great. And, but that's their path, not mine. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I would have been eaten alive on that show. I assisted mm-hmm. Sonia one year and I remember looking around at these kids, like I could never have done this. Like <laughs> yeah. someone was really looking out for me cause that was my dream to be on that show. And I yeah. thought, and sometimes I still think, not really so much anymore, but I thought for a long time the only way you could be successful is if you were on so you think you'd dance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just did a job with Ian Eastwood two weeks ago or three weeks ago. He called me out of the blue and asked me to film this video with him. And that was, like, the dream job. To know that, like, someone believes in your artistry enough to just call you and, like, hey, I don't, like, he, his mom was saying that he had a million other options, but he was like, no, like, so I want to work with and that meant so much to me because it wasn't based on any kind of popularity contest he literally was like no this is who I want like, yeah let's make some art you know that's what it's all about that's what it's all about yeah it's hot in here without AC isn't it <laughs> yeah a little bit a little but, toasty. <laughs> but you know gotta get the good gotta get that good good keep working kids don't give yeah. up on your dreams if anything I've learned my entire life um Peter Chu and Tammy Dyke trained me when I was in um high school along with other teachers but the two of them in particular and Joe and Terry the three <laughs> of them throughout my childhood just kept pushing the don't give up on your dreams and I never thought it was a real thing and now I'm 28 years old I believe that like you really can make any dream you want come true if you fight for it and don't get mm-hmm. sucked up in all of this stuff that's happening right now yeah like, follow your path make your own success and be great at what you do. Change other people's lives. Be a good person. Change other people's lives. Change other that people's is lives. great. That's why I chose to be a dancer anyway, you know? Yeah. Because I like changing people's lives. And that's why I like being a choreographer, you know, you get to inspire people to think and fall in love again, you know? Oh, yeah. that's so beautiful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, sometimes. Awesome. Well, I've had a great time talking to you, yes, Kat. Thank it was you so, so much. Fun. Thank you. Talk to you again soon. Thanks. Bye, everyone. <laughs>